Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today is a special episode of Mental Health Check-In Freestyle episode where we just talk about anything that comes to mind. Today I have special guests. Um, they've been on my podcast before. Um, Javar and Mikey, how are you guys doing? Hey, Leek. How's it going? Hey, Mikey. What's up, how guys? I'm good. How are you guys doing? All right. Living trying to thrive and, and not survive you know yeah um i'm surviving not thriving. <laughs> <laughs> it happens you know yeah. so, like we go through our days how about you mikey congrats mikey on the new house my brother thank yeah, you thank you thank you, you, thank you, you, thank you both thank you thank you thank you so much of course that is thriving right there we know that house is going to be fancy. We know it's going to be everything, the wedding and everything. So congratulations to you, man. Thank you. Yes. So who wants to start? How's everybody's mental health? Yeah. yeah, I don't have any complaints. I think that right now I'm doing well. Um, just maintaining. I think that um, I get a little bit of anxiety just living in Philly with like all the shootings and stuff. I just posted about it earlier. It's like up to 700 shootings in Philly already. Wow. So that's always a stressful thing just to read those numbers. But, you know, I try to do what I need to do to be safe and can't yeah. let it stress you out too much. Yeah, that That's real. Um, yeah, wow. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I've been seeing a lot of that too. My partner's from Philly, so I think that's one of the reasons why he hates Philly. And I, I want to like give it a shot. I, I love Philly when I go out there to visit, but I know yeah. it's from day to day to just visiting. Yeah. Well, if you do live there, like I live in Northeast, like up near that, like on the outside, so it's not bad up here. Uh, uh, it's actually really nice and really peaceful up this way, and I think that the community looks out for each other. So I don't think they'll let any of that. Like violence and stuff come in, which is good. That's so, good. That's a um, benefit. Yeah, I think I guess my mental health has been okay. I, I started therapy like a month ago, and so that's been like amazing. It's been like monumental, honestly. Like I, I had so many like uh, reservations when it came to therapy. Um, like, how am I going to tell a stranger what the hell I'm going through, and like how do I expect to get any, you know, progress from that? But mm -hmm. um, it's been like, I don't know, all the things that I was able to tell her and the way she was able to like assess them and just give it back to me. Like, well, is this what you mean? And I'm like, wow, like this is exactly what I meant. And she, she's just, uh, my therapist is just great. I feel like she's a friend. I know that's the point, but. Yeah, no, that's awesome though. That's awesome to have that. Um, so I've been great. I've been in hermit mode, but I've been doing the therapy and just still trying to heal up, you know, and enjoying just living in my space. Um, that's been yeah. me. Yeah. My mental health 
has been shitty as hell. Like, I just I feel like I've been all over the place. Like, yesterday, I was supposed to have therapy, but I, like, I, it was at 11 o'clock, called out of work just so I can do it, because I get out of work at 11.30. So I was, like, sitting here at 10.30, and I forgot to transfer some funds into my account, and they canceled my, th- they canceled my therapy appointment. And yes, they did try to contact me, but you know, I was going through a little depression thing where I changed my number, so I didn't change my update my number. So I missed my therapy appointment. I think I missed a chiropractor appointment Thursday. So I didn't realize until I was looking through my email. So like I just been working a second job, just like, you know, don't nobody yeah. nobody in Delaware I got the second job to make extra money, but to try to meet people. So um yeah, I just been all over the place. I actually had to change my availability at the second job. So as though I'm not working too like I'm not working at the post office Monday, then Wegman's Tuesday, then go back Monday to post office, then Wegman's Tuesday. You know, I'm trying to create some type of balance. So mentally, mm-hmm. I, I I thought I was going to go to therapy, but I really really needed it. Like I texted the therapist, he was like, the agency canceled. They said they tried to contact you, and I was like, there's no way. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like you change your number. You know, you went into isolation, change your number. And nobody really had your number, so that was my fault and stuff like that. So I gotta like. Look at my schedule and better like prioritize some stuff instead of just like worrying about work. I know we care about work and stuff like that, but sometimes, well, most of the times, all the time, we gotta make sure we take care of ourselves first. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, I like that you said that you uh you got a new job. Sorry if that background is loud. Um, but uh, I like that you said that you use uh, you wanted to use this new job as an opportunity to meet people because I don't think anybody ever talks about how it is trying to meet uh, friends as an adult. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's so awkward. And <laughs> I think we should, like, normalize. We should normalize ways of making friends as adults because I think it's overlooked and people think it's kind of embarrassing. I think it is because it's like putting yourself out there again. And with adults, some adults are closed off based on, you know, experiences that they, they've been through. So it's like, you don't really know how to, you know, come at a situation like that. But um, I don't know. For me specifically, I just try to be like a little bit more open. But some people think it's weird. So it's weird. What do you guys think about that? Um. So I personally, I haven't really had difficulty making friends as adults but well actually no I take that back I I've, I could make friends easily but then sometimes they're not like the right friends or you're like those are not people that you want you kind of realize that coming down like oh I don't really want them in my circle I don't want to socialize with them and stuff like that so finding the right friends it could be challenging but I've, it's been very easy for me to socialize I'm very open and just able to talk to people and stuff and chill so I haven't had a huge difficulty with that, but I think for me, I'm just in a space now where I don't necessarily care to make friends. Like if it happens organically, it happens, but I'm not out looking for friends or anything. Or like, I think I'm very good with the circle of friends that I have and the, and the associates that I have. But um, if if it happens, it happens. I don't try to force anything or any or anything like that. And I actually prefer being like home chilling and stuff and. I don't really prefer to be out there doing stuff. Yeah, I feel you on that part. I don't like to be outside 
any streets or any clubs or whatever but i can say growing up for me it was different like all the friends i had was my cousins growing up we was all tight in philly south philly we was tight you know that's all i had i think when one by one everybody started moving like people started dying and people had to move like all the way up to state college or delaware up at darby even though up at darby not far from south philly when we all just like oh i call it a breakup and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, all i knew was my cousin so i didn't really have my grandma like you know, God bless the dead. She just kept me in the house. So I really didn't have friends. So I think when I got older, I just really depended on my cousins. But then when I had to make friends, I couldn't explain, like, now that I'm older and I look back, like, why didn't, like, I got a lot of friends that's girls, like, a lot of friends. But I didn't have a lot of male friends because of the sexual abuse. I didn't trust men. But I didn't realize that until I got older, you know, so I started hanging around a lot of men. I'm just like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? And and I went to therapy and they told me it's because you got trust issues with men and stuff like that. But it's weird because I can be cool. I don't have any white friends. I could be cool with some white men, but black men, it's hard for me to be cool with because two cousins that molested me was black and stuff like that. So it's like really, really hard. So like male friends, it's, it's always a thing in my mind. Like, do I trust them or do I not trust them? Like it was at a point where I did trust them. Um, a couple years back, I moved in with two friends you know and it was toxic for me like really really toxic it made me trust you know you i'm the type of friend i'm gonna look out for you i'm gonna do what i can do for you and stuff like that i'm gonna look i'm definitely gonna look out for you but when you take advantage and you you know at crazy it just like destroys my trust in everybody anybody else that comes along yeah 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 i i can get that i think that um there's power in numbers right so it's like great if you can have a community and like people that can support you. But like um, like you said, it like now as an adult, we can't afford to like just waste that energy. You know what I'm saying? So we have to use our discernment. And um, it's really hard. Like I would say after COVID for me, like I can relate to you, Leek, where it's just like, I've been in hermit mode. It's hard to kind of get back out there. And I thank God for social media so I can stay in touch with the friendships that I made before 2020 uh, and Mikey is like one of those friends, uh, Mikey and Ivan, and they oh, they welcomed me into their group with open arms and stuff. And uh, it was just great. Like, cause right in the gay community, you don't have that brotherhood. It's like a lot of messiness. Yeah. Like, you know, just uh, people trying to be sneaky. And I just don't like any of that. Um, and Your partner's friends will hit on you or stuff like that. And yeah. Um, very hard to find yeah. real friends. I think that's another reason I've, I'm funny when it comes to male guys because I'm very much like it will be a problem if people. Right. Can we speak on this? Because I felt like in the beginning I definitely felt some of that from you. It was just like, who the fuck are you? Like I know you, but like, what's what's your intention? Yeah, I'm, I'm very that. much like, what's your intention? And it's just like, just because I've seen it with with people. I had a very actually a very close friend kind of hit on Ivan before and I just lost my I walked to I went to his house and was just like I pulled up and I was just like bro I will kill you and I was very calm about it I was like listen I I don't think you understand that I will really kill you he's like I would never do that but for me knowing him I'm like yes you would because I know I would never do that to you so no I'm like if you'll do stuff like that is you you don't have boundaries so yeah i'm very like 
very cautious and very just looking at people like just making sure that their intentions are good absolutely i respected it I, and i knew exactly what it was and i'm just i like i'm happy you did it because that's real like if you're going to come into my circle just make sure that you you know you're 100 with, with who you are and like yeah. no, we're not accepting any of that i respected it like and i value people who do that because it's just like this is what i built for myself you're not going to come in and ruin it yeah. you know yeah um I don't like I let's speak let me speak on that. I don't have many gay friends, right? So I think when I tried to start having gay friends, it just went all south. <laughs> just like went left. Um like I seen like one of my old friends like that I stayed with just like treat his partner like shit. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm already not having the trust issues with men. I don't trust men. I'm just seeing like just like, you know, like cheating going on you know i'm a big firm of not cheating and stuff like that i feel like you don't want to be with somebody you know just let them know i see a lot of lying and stuff like that this person like lied on me have me believe in his lie i'm thinking i lied or something like that so like that was like when i started to have like a gay friend it just it threw me the hell off i was just like yeah i know the community is like a little messy and stuff like that and everything that's why i don't you know i don't go to no clubs nobody never see me nowhere i just like to stay to myself because i feel like when you say to yourself and your crew or your circle that your circle that you cool with and trust you don't be in nothing that is true and i think also like when you're turning 30 and you're in your 30s it's like your requirement for uh the people you hang around is so different like so that's why I feel like I have associates, but like, I feel like the friends that I, I'm close with or want to be close with are a little further out. So it's like, for me, I'm like, all right, how do I balance that? Because I don't want to, you know, waste my time hanging with people that I don't feel like I'm going to learn from or yeah. be inspired by. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I talk to my partner all the time about you and Ivan because I see what y'all doing and it's just like amazing. Like, yeah, you know, you guys are respectful. Like you, you don't do too much in public. Like that's what I aim for because like, I'm all about that intimacy, but I'm doing it for my partner and yeah. for, you know, the foundation of I get the, that, yeah. what we set, you know what I'm saying? And so you guys are just like laying out that roadmap for me visually. And like, I'm like, all right, like this is something that's uh, attainable, mm -hmm. and, you know, that this is accessible. Like I can do this. Um, it's definitely important seeing your other friends take that step, especially gay friends. Like, you know, it's the norm for us to see our hetero friends. Yeah. You know, that's the norm. But seeing you guys take that on is like, especially in a world that's not designed for us, right? You know what I'm saying? We don't have the answers we've never seen. I don't know if you have, but I, I don't think I've really seen gay men take that leap. I've even seen lesbians take the leap several times, you know? Yeah. But uh, to see gay men do that, I think is really um, important. And that's why I want to have a gay brotherhood and um, gay friends who are all in relationships and all just trying to take it to the next level. Because yeah. that's what life, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I want to bring up, you know, Mikey put it up when he first started the gun violence, man. We can talk about Philly, but you can talk about anywhere. Um, before you got on, Gerard was telling Mikey that growing up in Philly, you know, born and raised, that 
we ain't have to worry about, you know, getting shot, you know. Uh, we could play in the street, go around the corner, go to the park. We ain't have to worry about that. Now, it's just, like, so sad when you see a lot of killings going on, you know. I feel like this generation today don't care. You know, the generation back then, they had a little more respect, you know. They wouldn't just be out there just shooting people. People, well, I've seen videos of people walking with their babies shooting. Um, and I try to tell my friends, like, my white friends that moved to Philly that's not from Philly, they'd be like, oh, Philly is so good. I'm like, listen. Y'all just don't know. Like, yeah. it's different. It's not what it used to be. You know, like I'm in Delaware. You know, I'm in Wilmington. It still ain't no better. But like, every time I see on Instagram, like, I had to deactivate my Instagram yesterday because I just saw so much stuff like killings, killing, killings. I'm just like, this is like a lot. That's why I don't have that citizen app. I used to have it when I was in Philly. I had to. Delete. Oh yeah, that was stressing me out. I had to delete that app. Yeah, I had to delete it. <laughs> Especially right. during, like um COVID lockdown when you know it's actually not COVID, especially when that um George Floyd stuff happened and everything, people was like looting. I just had to delete it off my phone too. Wow. I I guess I'm like since I'm in like uh we have Valley. So like I feel like I'm definitely away from it. But I grew up in New York and that's that stuff went on like all the time, shooting, looting, all that stuff. So I definitely like I'm familiar with that stuff, but it's crazy. Like I was so far removed from it, so I I really didn't see any of that so stuff going on. Like I I saw the protesting, but that was about it. To hear about it firsthand, that's crazy. And to live in a in a neighborhood like that, that's wow. I can't even imagine it. Wow. It's it's I don't know. It's just like real sad and stuff like that. It's just I I hate it. Like. You know, my little nephew, um, what is my brother fault? I really don't talk about this, but he was like on the news where it was like a 11 month year old got shot and stuff like that. You know, like the news, like the cap stuff up, like it was like saying that he used the child as a show, but he was his, his, his dumb ass took the, his child to go, um, buy drugs and stuff like that. And somebody shot at the car, he gave him fake money and stuff like that. And you know, he wound up dying and everything. And I feel bad because I follow his, my, his baby mom on Instagram. I mean on Facebook and I feel bad like like her status and stuff like that. Nobody should have to lose a child, you know? Right. Or, yeah, I think we we definitely need control on the guns. It's a clear example that we don't know how to utilize them how we should. Like I, I get the right to bear arms, but that sounds so dated and yeah we definitely like, I, I think we should own them, but I think there should be a series of tests, just like how they are to operate a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the right people should use them. That's just my feel on them. And I feel like, you're right, so many lives are being taken from, like, just acts of people who they don't really care. They're not really thinking. Like, I, I just, I can't even put myself in a place of using a gun not intended to protect myself. So I think it made me like have a hard time with trying to like even purchase a gun like cuz my partner already has his gun license and I still haven't gotten one yet cuz I have such a like love hate relationship with it. And because it's used to so much evil it's like kind of hard for me to like picture myself having one and then the thought of like possibly using it and hitting the wrong person always crossed my mind too you know yeah so it's like i don't know 
how do you guys feel about that? Like, I know, I know, Mikey, you own a gun, right? I have two. Yes. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, so we, I have one. So I got a license when they were doing all that looting and stuff. Um, I got my gun license and bought a gun. Um, I haven't got his. And just with me thinking, like, sometimes, like, I go, so I do, like, on my part-time job, I do, like, community work and, like, in Upper Darby. Um, but I always, so I had a situation where I went to a, and this actually was in Chester when I saw I went to the mom's house and the mom was on drugs. I went to see her kids because her kids weren't going to school. And they're, like they're, the school's like, we haven't seen them. So I went to knock on the door and I hear her yelling, who is it? Who the fuck is it? Da, da, da. So I was like, it's, it's Mr. Mike. I'm at the door. So she comes to the door. Well, you see, she has a gun in her hand. Some, some, I don't know what was going on with her. But so all my mind, I was just thinking like, I don't know what's going on in this house. There's some, some mass that's there. The kids here, she said, no, they're with their grandma. I'm like, okay, cool. I just had to check. So we had to end up calling DHS, but my thought was she was going through something. Imagine she just would have shot through that door and right. hit me, um, like stuff be happening. And then she was in a, a really bad part. And I'm like, you know, just me walking to my car, anything can happen. So I was like, I just need a, a gun to carry on me. But I always wanted one in the house for Ivan to grab in case something happens here or something, which nothing happens up in our area. Really, don't, but really, uh, pushed it was y'all seen my post before about my crazy ass neighbors yeah, um, yeah. yeah well her ex got out of jail and came back around here like stalking her so oh. i was just like yeah and i remember one night i walked out to walk the dogs it was like 11 at night and i see him sitting in a tree oh what yeah like across from the i'm like Oh hell no! So I go back and grab my gun, like, and we're in the same building, like where it was. It's two, like they're on the lower floor and one on the upper floor, but it's one door to get into our building. So I'm just thinking, you know, he might kick in the door, try to, and you never know what's going on. So I'm like, I told Ivan, I was like, yeah, you need something for when I'm at work or I'm out and you're home, or we both need have some access to something because you never know what's gonna happen. So that's what I got to. Um, wow. I do want to like go to the shooting range to like keep practicing and stuff and just make sure I'm good with it. Um, but I have one of them guys with the little light on it, so I it'll aim at you. So I know where I'm shooting. So that's that's my benefit. But yeah, um, a little like laser. Yeah, but I do just feel like it's scary to even think that you need to have one because anything can happen. Like I remember us going downtown uh, to see the lights last year for Christmas, and we went out to dinner, and I'm like, my gun's right there, just in case like something happens. You just you don't know, you just don't know nowadays like people are crazy these kids are just shooting everybody and anybody um and it's happening more in isolated communities but it does happen in center city it does happen you know somewhere else but it, i mean mostly it's happening in like north philly west philly but it's happening other places and you just got to be careful yeah no matter where you are you have yeah. to like be vigilant at all times because you yeah. just know somebody's gonna have their break and yeah and the line fire, you're getting caught. Yeah, and as much as I don't want to take a life, I value my life over yours. You're not going to hurt me. And every time I leave, my goal is to get home. Absolutely. And I, so I'm like, I have to get home. So if that means I have to take your life to get home, I'm going to do what I have to do to get home to my family. Like, Absolutely. You know, things I need, things run. I run a lot of stuff going on. I keep my family together. Like, not even talking about, like, I have like, my mom, my sister, like, 
you know, I need it. So I'm like, I have to get home and I'm going to get home. Absolutely. That's so, that's such an underrated like quote too, because I feel like we as black men, you know, we have to worry about that. People, people's perception of us, we have to worry about, you know, we might look like a threat to somebody because we're tall, we're black, got beards. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Then as a game man, if somebody knows us, you know what I'm saying? We got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? And then just the craziness around the world is just yeah. so underrated to get home safe. Yep. It's just a blessing that's underrated. Yeah. Yeah. So my stance on, you know, guns. So I don't have a gun permit, right? So I've been to a gun range one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated guns. I was like, okay. It's not that bad and stuff like that. I know in Philly, we feel like we got to be protected or just anywhere and stuff like that. You like you could be driving, somebody could pull a gun out of you, just whatever. So um, I'm just, and I come to the fact that I wish I had one for protection, but I come to the like effect that I can't get one because of how my mental health is. You know, um, I wish I could. A lot of my friends won't trust me <laughs> with one. And I don't know if they still got a sign for it or like a reference or whatever. I know like my back in the day, my sister had the sign. I yeah, no... you have to get two references. And none of my friends were signed for it because like I didn't think of, I started thinking about two of my friends that died by suicide. Like my friend Lee, the church I used to go to, he like shot himself. My friend um, Dante, like he shot himself. And I always think about it. And I didn't never think about it until I got one one so bad. I was like, oh, wow, that's like really a quick way to go. So I just know that. I won't have one. You know, I feel like people should have one if they feel like they got to protect themselves. Like, you know, like you say, you went to the house and you just like something could have happened. You just like, you just never know what could happen. People out here are crazy. They don't care if they robbing you or just walking past, just pulling a gun. I was watching some video online the other day. Some lady was walking naked on the expressway. I don't know where it was at, but she was like shooting at people's cars. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it was at, but I was just like, yeah, this is like, yeah. <laughs> You gotta protect yourself. Yeah. You just never know. Yep. Um, I do have a question for you guys. I want to throw this out here, right? I was having a conversation with one of our friends that's white, right? And mm-hmm. I had we was talking, I was like, why like I was talking, I said, why is black men when we express ourselves, right? Or to say how we feel, we get put that stereotype that we're angry and we want to fight, right? And we just having a conversation. I was talking to him. I was like, you know, every time I express myself, it's not, I'm not always angry. Like most of the time we texting or whatever, like they're talking on the phone, but I'm not angry. I said, I could show you angry. <laughs> I've been angry before, but I'm like, right. why? I asked him, I said, please don't use that term on me that I'm angry. Just say I'm upset or something like that. I said, because I'm not always angry. They think black women or black men are always, every time we express ourselves or we have feelings that we're angry and stuff like that. So how do y'all feel about that stereotype? Um, do you want to go to everybody? Um, I don't think, I mean, I know it's a, definitely a thing I've seen that people will say about Black women. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever seen, from my experience, I don't think I've ever seen a, a guy get called angry. Um, maybe a little aggressive. I guess, I guess you could use that in the same, in the same light. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's stupid anyway, but I, I make sure I go out of my way to just in general, because I know I already have a face that looks like uninviting sometimes. 
And so I know people might perceive me as mad. So I, I make sure I go to, out of my way to like clearly say what I'm, what I mean and like, like not have any type of tone. I don't know. It's weird, but I, I want to, I, you know, cause I already have a face that's like, I have a RBF sometimes and I don't be in a mood sometimes. So, but I want people to know it's not you. I'm just in my head or whatever. So I, I'll kind of just make it clear with how I'm talking to them and let them, you know, I, I kind of change my whole vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever experienced it on, on that note. How about you, Mikey? Um, I have not experienced that, but I do feel that from what I've seen, white people, some white people, I don't say all white people, um, when you don't agree with them or you don't like something and you're just expressing yourself, they just, they're used to you. Some of them are used to you just going along to get along. So when you're not doing that, it, they don't know how to take it. So that's why you're coming across as angry or something, because you're not just doing what is expected of you almost. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I've dealt with that. Yeah. For sure. Like uh, when you don't follow the status quo. You're yeah. Follow the social norms at work. Mm-hmm. I've definitely yeah. with like a self-absorbed like white boss that I had mm-hmm. to do. And it's crazy how you have to kind of follow this unspoken, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like this role that you automatically create where, you know, certain things wouldn't like happen in the street if this white person came up to you and talked to you like this. But because yeah. workplace, you have to kind of like, think what would your professional self do instead of reacting the way you would mm-hmm. normally act if somebody talked to you that way. Yep. I don't know, it's, it's crazy. Um, the next question, right? This topic, whatever, like that, this Carly situation, like how do you guys feel about that? You know, I know what, you know, whatever she did, you know, I do you feel like this is going to be harder for black women this like if they're missing or not because you know they really don't you know america don't really care about black women being missing at all because i'm pretty sure there's a lot of stories where there's some black women missing that we just don't know about so how do y'all feel about that um it is gonna make it harder it is i mean that's just the bottom line it's it's already been hard it's you know they don't advertise or post a lot about Black women when they're missing. Black women are disappearing every day. Um, they're being sex trafficked, kidnapped, you know, whatever, volatile relationships, whatever. And rather than <clears throat> highlight those ones, um, yeah, in the beginning, everyone thought Carly was missing their posting. So um, yeah, but now the focus is going to be, well, this person lies. So they're, they could all be lying or that next one's lying. So, or we don't know, we have to be cautious. So, I mean, it's not fair at all, but I, I also do understand the the thought process of, I just want to be cautious or I want to make sure this is not a lie. I don't think that everyone should hold that burden now that they're not trusted because of what one person did. But sometimes it's like, it's like that in life with a lot of things that happen with us. Like you said, you, you know, you were abused as a child, so you had didn't trust men that had nothing to do with your situation. So sometimes we have that like uh, subconscious thing where we're just kind of like, 
we're not even thinking that we're doing it, but we're doing it. We're not believing somebody or we're judging somebody based off of something that happened. Yeah. And it's usually our people that are made the prime example of like, don't do this and look mm-hmm. what person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think it sucks that it's always a black woman, usually that this happens to. Um, I also just think that it sucks that it's it's harsher on us as well. It's like if a, I feel like if, it sounds wrong, but I feel like if a white person did certain things, they would get a slap on the wrist or something like that. You know it's what I'm the, saying? That's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. But it's like I don't like sounding like you know, like I don't. But it, it's the truth. It's just what's happening today. Um, they get a slap on the wrist or they, you know, they get community service. I mean, we also in our community, we do make clownery of our people as well. And I wish that we could like come together as a community, mm-hmm. find different ways to react to these things because yeah. it sets the standard for what people are going to think of us. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we had to fix that too as a community because places like the shave room, although it's fun sometimes, you know, it's all fun, but sometimes people we just dragging our pe- our own people, dragging people, you know what I'm saying? Instead of uplifting or finding certain ways, but really they pick and choose, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? We have to do better as a community so that people can see us better in a way. Yeah. Um. It's like, it's crazy, like, you know, like, if a Black person, you know, do something, they, you know, angry, they're thugs and stuff like that, but let a white, like, I told my friend the other day, let a white person shoot up a school, they had mental health problems, you know, they, they was going through this and that and everything, exactly. and it's just, like, so, so crazy and stuff like that. Like, I, like, you remember, I remember Javon told you, I was like, I used to use the N-word a lot, like, a lot, <laughs> but I stopped using it. Because you know you got some white people that be like you know how can you, how can we use it but you can use it and I try not to use it around my friends I try to use it I used to like freestyle just play around freestyle using the word a lot but I don't even use it no more like I try not to because I want nobody think it's okay to just say what's up you know whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> at all I'm gonna be real with you I use that word I use the word um, because you know what I feel like first of all I feel like black people took it back um as like a kind of like a power statement like we own it and and it's a term of endearment to some black people you know what i'm saying um but i also think it's just like a just talking about a person like this nigga did this and nigga did that you know what i'm saying but i don't think uh anything wrong with us using it especially um i think that if anybody else uses it like it depends on i guess who they are to you you know what i'm saying um for me i don't nobody can't refer to it to me unless we close you know what i'm saying um and if not if you black then i'm fine with that like but if we're not close and i don't know about if i ever let a white person but i feel like i don't know because it's weird like in new york you have hispanic people that grow up with you right um and they're in the struggle too you know what i'm saying they grow up next door to you they grow up saying nigga and we didn't like, you know, we didn't say anything about it because we felt like they was going through it with us. You know, they was in poverty. They, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like we didn't fight them for it. We kind of understood. Like we looked at them like they were us, you know what I'm saying? So I think, 
I don't know. It's a weird thing in New York. It, it, New York has its own culture. So I don't want to say that applies for all because I've seen on Twitter, they like were dragging black people for accepting that. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not saying that because they're not saying it in a bad way either. So it's like, it's really complicated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I want to, I 100% understand what you're saying. Yeah. I probably worded that wrong. I meant to say like, I won't use that on like my white friends and stuff like that. Oh no! I mean, yeah, I won't I use mean, it. But I said it like I say it, whatever. Just like around, you know, other black people and stuff like that. But I try not to use it around because I somebody did ask me why can't they say it if we could say it to each other, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm definitely not saying it around you. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like that person just wanted to say it because yeah, why? because I don't really think that I'm sorry they don't really have a right to ask that. Right, like, why are you even asking me that? Like, that mm, that person just wants to say it. I think yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, um, anybody got any topics they want to throw out there? Like, any, no, nothing I can think of. I'm too hopefully, I'm trying to think of something. Um, coping skills. I know I talked to you both you guys you know, one-on-one basis about coping skills like what are some coping skills that you guys use use today to help with your mental health um oh go ahead Jamar. oh uh i was just up listening to music because i woke up like eight um on sunday so i'm like how the hell am i gonna wake up so i use some music i was over here doing some karaoke early in the morning <laughs> And um, just listening to some songs. I got some coffee going, you know, ate some breakfast. So had a little morning blunt. So I think for me, uh, yeah, that was open skills, just trying to enjoy the morning. Um, that's what I use today. Definitely music is always uh, something to help me cope, for sure. That's good. Yeah, I use I use music as well. Um, pray. Yeah, I think those are like my go tos. I uh, definitely say pray too, for sure. I'm pretty enough. I just pray when I go to work because I work three o'clock in the morning. So I always like cut on my gospel worship music and just say a prayer. I need to like really really pray. I listen to At music for daily. That's nice. I do mine daily as well, like in the nighttime and before I eat. Yeah. That's good that you do it daily. That's just, uh, you know, because some people have a select time that they pray. Yeah. In some religions. Um, another couple, we also talk about music. I love, like, I'm just like RBs. You know, I guess we all RB kids and everything. But I just love listening to like old music stuff, especially songs like, from groups like groups or artists I never heard like I'll like be on TikTok or like songs you never heard or just like search songs like you know um like old songs I never like recently I was listening to Fatty Cool Chills that's my song um this SWV song called You Are My Love never heard it I think I saw the interview they talked about the song did listen to that song just like a lot of old songs um mm-hmm. I haven't heard in a while like I just love listening to I just love a song <laughs> Yeah, you know what um, I got on lately? Um, I started playing, because back in the day, I used to be um, so ashamed to play all the girly songs. I used to hide and listen to them. 
Um, so, you know, now that I guess I'm out or whatever, it's just like freedom is liberating. So I really embrace that because I really love some Destiny's Child. I was obsessed with Beyonce as, as <laughs> everything now. But like I everything about her down to her middle name, had pictures all over the wall. And so my family was really convinced that I loved Beyonce, but they knew I was just a part of the B.I. But anyway, um, the song Get on the Bus by Destiny Child. I used to love that song. So good. It's just so good. I don't care how old it is. It's just so good. <laughs> that era of Destiny Child, iconic. Like. I was one of them people listening to Desi Childs back in the day. You know, Desi Childs, CLC. I had to oh, hide yeah. Danny Kane. I definitely had to hide it. I was like watching Ooh. the making a band era. I was like, I used yeah. to watch it on TV. And I remember when the album first came out, I made sure, like, whatever money I had, I got. I was in high school. I made mm-hmm. sure <laughs> to get it. <laughs> they were the girls. They were those girls. That's my album put the, the cover art in there and everything. No, they don't do that no more. I don't think they do that no more. They do they uh, um Philly FYE. Um, See, I don't know. I haven't really bought a CD in forever. Yeah, it's been at least a good. Yeah, I buy vinyls now, but I buy vinyls as well. Yeah, I have some vinyls. Um, damn, I'm trying to think of the last time I bought a CD. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I actually bought a CD. I don't even have a CD player in my car. <laughs> last time I bought one was it was a Jayco album, and that was like I bought that Border Chestnut when FYE Music was right mm-hmm. there. And I just was buying it for my friend, and it was like, oh, J. Cole's going to be here Friday. You get to meet him. So that was the last time I bought it. Um, yeah. When we, oh, all right. So what was your first album you ever bought? Uh, mine was a Mariah Carey album. I think it was her second album, Emotions. Ooh, okay. That's taste. Um, I bought, it was mine was Destiny's Child, uh, the Catered to You album, I think. It was the three faces, the dark background. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Um, oh, that's Destiny Fulfilled. Oh, Destiny Fulfilled. That's what I just remember the Kitty to You song. I think that was my favorite song on the album. It was just so good. But what about you, Lee? Um, it was the um, Beyonce album, Dangerous in Love. It was Dangerous in Love. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. So, like, my, back in the, well, I know everywhere, like, my brothers and sisters used to always have mixtapes. So, when I heard that first Crazy Lust, I was like, I get this album. It was actually a good song. I think somebody performed that daddy song in church one time for their father. Mm-hmm. She got on her album, yeah. So I was like, this album is dope, you know. I was always <laughs> the best child swing, so that made it so much better. Yeah, she did her big one with that one. Yeah. Sure. So, I want to highlight something, right? I want to highlight gay love, gay black love, you know, love, right? So I want y'all both, right? Since I'm a single one, I want y'all both to go around and say, how did y'all meet your partner? Sure. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, so we met online, but the crazy thing is we ended up, we lived down the block from each other, but we met online on Tinder. So it's, it's so weird, um, but... Then we ended up just like, we were casual, just like as friends for the first couple of months. And then it was just like something that kind of, I was just like, I want to make you mine. So I, I mm-hmm. just asked you to be my boyfriend. 
it was just something that was so weird because at the time I didn't have I didn't have I didn't I wasn't in a relationship for like five years at that point and I was like good just doing me like I was enjoying being single like I really didn't mind being single but I don't know I just felt like a connection with him and it was just like very easy to get along and just to vibe and so it was just something that would just came really natural for me um and it was just chill. Like it was just a very friendship vibe from the beginning. So, and then after a while, I was just like, damn, he's fine. And he's like, cool. Like, how do we make this a thing? Um, uh, so then we just kind of went with it and we just, that's what we've been doing. Like just going with it, just trying to make sure we communicate. Um, I try to make sure I better myself so that I can be present for the relationship too. Um, but you know, it's a lot of things that you learn, especially once you start living with someone. Um, it's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Relationships are not what I thought they were. Um, and it's crazy because you think, you know, what a relationship is. And then when you get in a, a real one, you, you laugh at what you thought you Yeah. Did. It's, yep. it's crazy. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mine is, uh, so my best friend, uh, my best friend, I went to lunch with my best friend and one of her friends at the time, uh, this girl and the girl was really, really pretty, really nice. And we're talking, we're just all having a good time. And I'm like, <laughs> you have to say you're really pretty. I said, you have a brother. She was like, yeah. And, um, her brother was Ivan <laughs> and <laughs> she gave me my number and we talked for a bit kind of fell off because he lived in New York and we just became cool and then we just kind of circled back to each other maybe like a year later to start talking and things just kind of went from there that's cute that it like you guys were able to pick back up a year later and like still have that interest going yeah do you know how uh the gays are after like a few <laughs> hours yeah <laughs> yeah because for me it was I liked him but it was just like also like at the time I wasn't to me, New York was a long distance relationship. I was like, I'm not trying to do no long distance relationship. That's stupid. Ooh, you know, I've been through that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all of that. I was like, I didn't I want to deal with that. It was just like. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you did that. And your, your love story is so cute. I just, Italy. Can we talk about Italy? I'm sorry. I was going to ask him to spill on it. Like, how did I'm that come out? <laughs> Italy was great. Like things went wrong, but it went right, if that makes sense. So I booked a trip for Italy, go, told him for Christmas we're going. I had a plan that I was going to propose. Um, had so much stuff like plan on how we're going to do it. My best friends were helping me like look for rings and all that stuff. So I found the ring. I had booked us a day trip to Venice. Cause I was going to do it there. Had a photographer and everything paid for all of this stuff. Um, about a week or so before we're getting to Italy, you know, it's like a week before we're going to Italy. I see that, you know, Venice is flooding. It's so, it's raining over there. It's horrible. So I'm like, well, damn, I'm going to cancel. So I canceled that. Luckily I was able to get the, the speed train ticket money refunded, but the photographer would not refund my money. I was so pissed. <laughs> I spent like $600 on that. Like, they were like, you need to give us a week notice. Mind you, it's six days. 
I was like, it, with you. yeah, I was like, it's six days. It's not, I should have called yesterday. I'm sorry, but it's six days. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, but just in case, you know, and then I was telling them that the, I said, my trip is canceled there. I don't have the tickets there. I'm not going, Venice is three hours from Italy on a speed train. I'm like, it's not closed. I can't walk there. I was like, it's going to be raining that day. The, the weather's going to be this, this, this. She, and there's time, well, you can always do it at it. Cause we had it, uh, the shoot was supposed to be like in front of like the gondolas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just trying to talk, well, you can always propose inside somewhere in there. I'm like, no, I'm not coming. Don't you get it? I'm not coming. So like it's raining. <laughs> yeah. I cut but, them out bad. They sent me a, like a gift card when it was all said and done, which I'm like, I don't want to use your fucking gift card. I want my money back. Right. But whatever. I was like, I'll talk it, whatever. So I was looking around um, and stuff for Italy to do. I'm like, oh, there's this really nice rose garden. It has all these really, really pretty roses. We can go there. Um, so that day we were walking around. We went to the Coliseum, went to see stuff. He's like a little nerd. So he's looking at all this stuff. I'm like, hot. First of all, it was hot. Um, but not, but it wasn't hot, but like just from all the walking, it was hot. Right. So I was just like, okay, let's just go here. I really want to see this. But every time we try and get there, he just kept stopping at this. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, if he don't come the fuck on, like I'm ready to go. So <laughs> then we get there to the thing and he's walking around and stuff. And I'm starting to get nervous at that point. And I felt queasy, like, shaky so i'm like come here i need your help and he's like what and i come back and i pull out the ring and stuff and he's just like what Uh what what (laughs) and i was like yes or no he's like what so it ended up being like great that's amazing yeah thank you thank you thank you oh my god italy is so beautiful I've been there for my, I went for like my 25th birthday. So I just know you guys had a ball. And that's like, I always said that Venice. So I'm, I'm, I was here with you when you, when you booked it in Venice. Cause I, when I went to Venice, I was like, oh, this is the perfect love spot. So like, I know you like, and especially how I am, I like to plan things out as well. So I was like, it was picture perfect in your mind. And so I felt you with that Venice trip. Yeah, I'm such a planner that I don't like to leave anything to chance. So that's why I'm calling them in advance to be like, well, let me cancel this because of that. And then it was like, so I, but, and there, it's a great company. It's called Fly Photographer. Mm. So they outsource everywhere in the world pretty much. Those so they'll outsource to different photographers that can meet you or whatever. But that's why I was like, can't you just have a photographer switch it over to somewhere in Italy? Because that's where we'll be. Like, right. No, because we have to pay that photographer too. And I'm like, you guys paid this guy already? I said, it's six days. I know y'all didn't pay him yet. Like, come on now. Stop playing with me. I was so annoyed with them. Wow. But um, yeah, so I'm going to play. I want to go back because there's so much that we didn't even get to do. We did a lot, but so much we didn't get to do. So I would love to go back there. Italy part two. Yeah, got to let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to do a French show. I, I, I posted something before and I'm like, I really want to like, every other year every three years like really go on a trip with friends and good people that just want to go and see the world and explore and do other stuff because you don't want to be cooped up in pennsylvania forever and just right. the states or not trying to go to miami all the time like i want right. to see the world and see other things but it's it was bigger, such bigger. an experience we met people we went to um pompeii on a wine tour and we we're sitting at a table 
we had a table, we had a woman who lived in the States. I can't remember where exactly. Uh, we had a woman from Australia. We had people from England. Like, it was just so many people that you got to meet and just talk to and connect to. And it was just, it was a really, really good experience. That's beautiful. Oh, I'm definitely down for that. That's so good. Um, was it hard to hide that, that planning from him, Mikey? The, the plan? Yeah, planning it. Was planning it. Was it hard like to hide it? No. Um, I mean, he knew about Rome, but well, Rome, yeah, I just booked the tickets and then gave him his gift, so he knew we were going. But yeah, it, it wasn't hard. I would look at stuff all the time on my computer at work and stuff and playing while I'm working, so he wasn't really focused, paying attention to anything I was doing. Um, and then we were there. It was fine. Like, the only thing is the ring box was kind of big, so... I couldn't like keep it in my pocket and be all sticking out. So I like that day I just carried my book bag, like it had like waters in it, like, oh, just in case we get thirsty or whatever. So that was the only thing. Yeah. I'm a thinker. And then like the ring box is big, but he um I didn't want him to see the ring box and things. So I brought a pair of earrings from the same place with the same ring box and got him a pair of earrings with the same ring. So that way if he saw that he would just assume it was. Uh, oh, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they posted it too. Like in the moment, it felt like we were all there, like kind of tuning in. So yeah, we got a lot of like love and support. I was really, really happy that day to get that. That was so good. That was so beautiful to see. I told him before before you got the job, I was like, you know, I love to see um couples thrive, you know, in our community. Because you know, they, they, people don't want us to thrive, but I love to see that. Absolutely. Um, before we go, right, I just want to say anybody that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, any suicide ideation, there is a suicide prevention number. The number is 988. Um, please, if you or someone that's struggling, you know someone, please dial that number. They are there 365 days. If you're bored, lonely, need to talk, or just got a lot going on, you can call them. And right in the question I would like to do, which is something new. Um, can you guys we go around and say some positive affirmations about ourselves? Yes. Um, I would say that I'm powerful. I'm enough. I um, my my type of music is enough um the type of singer i am is enough um and i will succeed hmm. amen i like that i will say that too i am enough i will succeed i am succeeding i will continue to thrive and i will not I saw, I saw something that i was like my new motto it was like i will never speak broke in my life yes I'm not rich but god will always provide i will never be without yeah, I will never be without when it comes to uh, family, love, financial. Like I will always be fulfilled. Yes. Emotionally rich. Yes. <laughs> My father in heaven is rich. So I'm rich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, mine is, um, there's a song. Fear is not my future. Um, I am more my trauma um i deserve to be alive um it's okay not to be okay um 
I'm gonna say that because sometimes I feel like like I say a lot and sometimes I shouldn't say certain stuff, but it's okay to let it out. Um I am a great person. I am a great friend. Um my last one, the devil is a lie because I feel like he'd be attacking me. He'd be on my back. So some stuff that'd be in my head, that'd be in my thought process like suicide or sitting at bridges wanting to jump. You know, that's nothing but the devil. So I just got to speak. The devil is a lie over my life. Amen. 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 I want to say thank you guys for doing this episode. This was like, fun as hell just to freestyle like this thank you guys for taking time out your busy schedule thank you for asking us you thank you for having us thank you so much